Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the editor in chief here at Android Central, and I have my lovely friends with me here today. Nick Sutrick, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. It's good to be back. I kind of forgot how to talk into a mic, but I'm uh, I'm happy to be back on the pod. <laughs> I, I am too. I don't have to host, so it's you know it's really a plus. <laughs> uh, I've got Derek Lee with me. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. And I've got Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello. Howdy. How are you? Good. How are you? I am great. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get down to business. We have quite a few articles I want to talk about today, and they're all really fun. And we're going to start off with a very, very interesting and fun and unique article that Nick wrote. It's titled, The Pixel 8 Pro Temperature Sensor is Only Good for One Thing. And I actually really love this article because what we basically ended up doing is getting Nick to test out a new feature that is in the Pixel 8 Pro. It is a like you would assume a temperature sensor. (laughs) Uh, But I think, you know, in the past, we've kind of discussed like what is the true reason for um, Google putting out this kind of feature. Uh, Anyways, Nick actually ended up going to the world and decided to test out (laughs) the the temperature (laughs) sensor. But he, he tested it against a thermometer as well and something else as well. Maybe I can't remember. Um, I I tried a bunch of, a bunch of different things just to see, you know, how, how it measured up to, you know, my, my fridges thermometer, a a thermometer measuring the wood on the deck. Uh, I have an ember mug that regulates temperature, you know, just, just all, all sorts of stuff. That's so fun. Okay, so what were the most intriguing things that you noticed out of this test that you did? And also, um, which one did you think was the most accurate? So I I think the most accurate, ironically, is human body measurement, uh, human body temperature measurement. uh, Which this is not even used for that. Yeah, that's why I say ironically, because it's not even FDA approved. But I'm pretty sure based on the leaks that that was what Google had intended this for in the first place. Oh, right. To like release during COVID or whatever. Yeah. I mean, knowing Mm -hmm. product development cycles, this was probably developed during COVID and nobody knew how long that crap was going to be around and people were going to be checking temperatures all the time. Right. So yeah. Yeah. They figured, hey, uh, this would be useful in something that's in your pocket all the time. Right. Which... Do, you, do you think that people, I mean, yeah, it's not FDA approved or anything, but do you think people are still going to use it as a, and and this goes back to something that, you know, Jerry and I and, and all of us have talked about, you know, time and time and again, using technology as a replacement for doctors when you shouldn't be like your Apple Watch or right. your your uh, Fitbit or, you know, any, any health smartwatch, whatever. But do you think that there's a possibility that people might actually end up using this tool as a way to, to check your temperature, knowing it's it's still not FDA approved? If they remember it exists. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fair. And, and I, I only say that because you got to open the thermometer temperature app i forget what it's even called now i I gotta look but you know it's a separate app so you gotta like go out of your way it's called thermometer it's just it's it's pretty easy um you gotta go out of your way to look for it and use it it's not like it's just gonna tell you you know it's not like a smartwatch that has a a thermometer on it that you can just look at your watch face and be like oh this complication tells me i'm at 99 point something i better go use a real thermometer to make sure that's accurate um you know this thing is like 
It, you have to be very intentional with using it. Is there a widget? I don't know. Let me let me look. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> these, these are questions you're supposed to ask me when I'm writing these articles. Come on, Derek. Jeez. No, there's no thermometer widget. Okay, that would be cool if, if there was like a widget with like different like the different um categories. What I'm kind of intrigued by and I don't know why they haven't come up with this idea yet is why not use like the sensors in a smartwatch to have something like this inbuilt if we're going to implement a whole bunch of health features in a Pixel Watch, an Apple Watch, whatever you want to, whatever watch you want to, you're wearing. Right. Why not include some kind of temperature monitor or a sensor? In a phone or a watch, I, you mean? In a, in a watch, like as opposed to having something like this separately on your phone. Again, this goes back to like manufacturing and like, you know, like you said, this is possibly something that Google wanted to do during COVID. But instead of doing something for your phone that likely will be missed by so many people and not even be used and is not even used for its main intention and is not FDA approved. If you have so many sensors on your watches on your watch already and you are going and you, and you use that watch as a way to monitor your health, do all these health related things, why not do something directly on your smartwatch? Well, the the Pixel Watch 2, I believe, has a temperature sensor, correct? If it does, I don't know how to use it. <laughs> if it does, is it a is is it a contact sensor that can take your body temperature or see the Pixel 8, it wouldn't work if you were touching it. It needs like certain yeah, number of it, millimeters. Yeah, it says 2 inches distance. away, whatever that is. Okay, yeah. You know, normal measurements. The Pixel Watch, I believe, has a temperature sensor, but yeah, it's a contact one. Similar, I mean, similar to like the Galaxy watches have, and other smartwatches. So, so I think, the, the, yeah, that would take your body temperature. Yeah, it's a contact. Yeah, temp- I, I don't know why that's not more popular. I mean, we didn't even know it was there. That's just how <laughs> unpopular. Well, I think features. it's because those sensors they're very um, passive, like. I'm not sure if there's a way to like say, oh, I want to take my temperature now. Like, can you do that? Like, I think I think it does it like while you sleep, for example. Oh yeah, like the aura ring. And, and like, here's the thing: if I'm going through my Pixel Watch Two right now, right? There's no app for thermometer or temperature or anything of that language. If I go into my watch face right now that has four complications, I go to check complications, and there's nothing in here for temperature or thermometer or anything like that right so like yeah what you're saying is the case where it's like it'll check it probably while you sleep and now i'm going to go check my sleep data to see if it did that if it was there for the user to tell it to fetch their body temperature i'll bet they'd need a different fda approval right but that's what i'm saying why not just do that to begin with like okay so in the aura ring which i I genuinely like that ring quite a bit, although there are so many functionalities of it that I don't like, but whatever. Um, I actually like the temperature sensor um, that passively monitors my body heat uh, overnight. I think it's a great indication of like saying whether you're like about to fall ill or your body's under stress or for women, it's a great way of predicting 
their next menstrual cycle. Like, I think I was going to think of a, a polite way to ask that because that would be a cool feature. It and it does it does do that. Like it will. Yeah, indicate, and the Galaxy Watch too. Yeah, it's super. It's super super cool, but. I just think it'd be even cooler if we can like actively like if you feel you're sick and you need to take your temperature, it would be really cool if you could actively monitor your temperature. Okay, so I found the skin temperature thing in Fitbit. You got to dial down like you got to go down under health and then click on the resting heart rate metrics. I don't know why it's under there. And then it gives you like all of these breathing heart rate, variability, skin temperature, but it says no data in the last 24 hours. And I've been wearing this watch all week. So I don't know. Nick is undead. Maybe. He's a zombie. And, and full disclosure, I did not review this watch for us. That was Andrew. I just got it uh, this week. So I have not really like had the time to dive into the thing, which is why I don't know the answers to these questions. No, I mean, I... I, I... <laughs> That's fine. It's just I I think it's a feature. Yeah, no, I just want to say that for listeners. Like, I don't want to look like an idiot. Like, oh, I reviewed the watch and I don't know anything about it. No, I didn't review the watch for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Galaxy Watch <laughs> 5 too. Like, I didn't review it, but I, I know that there is a temperature sensor. But yeah, there's like, there, as far as I can tell, there's no way to activate it. It just does it like while I sleep or something. Okay. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I know we say it'd be cool if it was there, and it would be, but man, this goes back to what Shruti said before. It would be abused. Parents would be keeping their kids from going to the doctor and stuff. My watch said he don't have no fever. You know, so we just can't have that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, and I, I agree. Yeah. It says you got to wear it for at least three nights for it to give you recent data, and I oh. forgot to wear it last night, which would have been night three, so... That's why it's not in there because I failed at my job last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, either either way, I think, um, I mean, the article was really fun to read. And it's just, I just always love it when Google puts out a feature and we're kind of like, why did it put out that? Why? <laughs> like, why did you do that? Yeah, it, it, was, it seems like it's just a way to like... Here's a cool feature that no one else has on their phone, and yeah, we're gonna just, upcharge you for it. <laughs> yeah, it it's so silly to me. I just want to know if there's some sort of SDK that developers can interface with it, and if it takes a full heat map or if it's just a single pixel, because you could create an infrared camera with that. Yep, and that would be a lot more useful to me because you can use those things to find like leaky pipes and all kinds of crap right like there's a lot of uses for uh like infrared cameras or things like that and i don't know what the range for this is i mean again it tells you be away you know about two inches away from whatever surface you're measuring but that's just for you know what they say is an accurate temperature reading that doesn't mean that's actually the sensor's limitations Mm. well um yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess we'll have to see if more information comes out of this and if we can kind of pinpoint the real reason why Google decided to put this on its phone. But let's pivot and talk about more watches. I want to talk about a really fun article that one of our freelancers wrote. His name is Tashaka Armstrong, and he wrote an article titled, I tested the Pixel Watch 2 and Fitbit Charge 6 at Disneyland. The results were surprising. Now, this is a really, again, another really fun article um, that we asked Tashaka to do because he was 
already planning to go to Disneyland and he had the Pixel Watch 2 and the Fitbit Charge 6. And when he was pitching the story, he we were coming up with different ideas on how to like do a versus post. And he was like, oh, I'm going to Disneyland. And I was like, OK, that's it. That's what you have to do. You have to wear both of the wearables on either arm and just wear it all day, which I want, I want to know if like anyone noticed that he was wearing two watches, but, uh, he did that. And I just, I love this article. I thought it was so much fun. It was so experiential. It was fun. It was, it was just awesome. And I, what do you guys think? Did you guys, uh, do you guys think it was fun? what do you think of, you know, the way he compared it? Do you think it is a great way to compare wearables i mean i i thought it was yeah I, I definitely thought it was fun i mean as someone who has like compared wearables before and and normally like the stuff that i do is pretty boring like i'll just wear them around i'll, I'll have two smart watches on which does feel kind of ridiculous um especially when i'm at the gym but at the same time i also feel cool because i feel like you know if people do notice like i don't know it just makes me feel like a real like tech reviewer <laughs> no they're probably they probably see you and they're probably like what a loser with two watches on their head no but you know what that reminds me remember when michael did his test of six smart watches and he wore all six of them i just want to know what people thought when he was <laughs> yeah yeah because it was step tracking so you didn't have to wear them you know at your wrist level to get your heart rate or whatever it was specifically to see what, what steps <laughs> yeah. you took yeah i think and i think for me at one point i actually tested two smartwatches and my aura ring at the same time so i was wearing all three to the gym oh my god which felt ridiculous but this is like this kind of takes it like to like a fun little like you know all right instead of just going to the gym i'm gonna go to disneyland and see what happens and um Honestly, I thought it was pretty cute. Like, it, it was, like, very... It felt, like, very unscientific, but at the same time, like, you could tell he, like, <laughs> really was, like... Because he had the, the the analog, like, step counter thing. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. very, <laughs> very low-tech um, to kind of, like, compare against. So I thought that was really cool that he did that. I think, I think Disneyland is a great place to do something like this, too, because... It is a place where you're walking so much. You are going from point to point to point. And it's not like you go there for five minutes. Like if you go there, you're ending up being there the whole day, right? Yeah, so, 10,000 steps is the minimum if you're walking around. Yeah, you're, you're stuck there and you can't get Yeah, out. and not only that, but you're like <laughs> stuck in line. And he mentioned this too, where you're like, you're barely moving. And so it's like um, the, the watches won't really pick up the steps because like you'll move like, one step in line or something like mm -hmm. that and so it's more difficult for them to pick up those steps and um and so you could see that in like the deviations between the smart watches and his uh, step counter step counters mostly rely on your arm movement not your steps well i mean like the 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 i think it's like a clicker yeah oh yeah his clicker that's that's different but i i i thought the numbers that he got even though the one was a little better than the other. I think the the furthest one off when he started counting clicker was what, like 40 or 50 off at one point. I thought that was incredibly close. Yeah. Because they're not counting the movement of your feet. They're counting the way the gyroscope moves as you move your arms and software, AI, chat, GPT, whatever figures it out. <laughs> and you know, that's funny that you say that too, because... You know, awkward. Like I know some people who are, you know, kind of awkward. Not to, not to call y'all out, but 
who don't move their arms when they <laughs> when they walk. Oi! So, and it's the awkwardest me. thing to see. At least there was one person in like middle school who I know who I knew who did this, and it was just the most awkward thing to see. But uh, <laughs> the, the flip side of that, I, I'll bet one of us here, and I won't say any names gets thousands and thousands of steps just for having the meeting when they talk. You know what? The way their arms fly around. Just shut <laughs> up, okay? I didn't say any names. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to talk about one thing, though, which is um, uh, the very last point of his article. Not It's not at the end of the article, but the in terms of the comparison where he says, I'm... Uh, a type 2 diabetic the pw2 wins um again going back to you know this concept of like using your smartwatch as a way of monitoring your health like again good i'm really glad that he was able to do that but it's something that always like wins people are always looking at smartwatches now to i feel like that dialogue is just like so much more ingrained in people when they're choosing to buy a smartwatch or choosing to figure out what kind of features they want in a smartwatch. And it's like the more health features, the more inclined they are to buy a smartwatch. And again, I'm not necessarily suggesting that that's why Toshaka decided to, you know, compare the Pixel Watch to, uh, I think he he received the Pixel Watch to and was like, I, I want to do something with, with this. But I think it sort of worked in his benefit. But it, then it it goes back to again our conversation of using these smartwatches as as like a um a lean, leaning on them for health you know and i don't know if that's always a good thing i i think it's nice to have these things even if they aren't 100% accurate just you know being in the range of mostly accurate like he's talking about you know blood sugar levels Unless you're carrying around a thing where you're pricking your finger all the time, you probably have no other way to measure that throughout the day, right? But that, I I don't know about that because, I mean, okay, well, I don't know what Tashaka does, but there's so, like, especially in, like, the health universe of, like, diabetes, there's so many new advancements where you don't always have to prick yourself to know your blood sugar levels right like but, but i'm sure it's a lot more involved than just looking at your watch and going oh it's probably a little high maybe i should go check it you know it's same thing like with what i was saying earlier use it as a, a barometer to to gauge where you're at right like oh maybe i need to go check this now it looks like there might be a problem don't trust this thing implicitly don't take the data it's giving you as you know solid evidence or whatever just use it as, okay, it looks like there's probably something wrong. Now I'm going to go use the actual thing to check it. Yeah, like your, 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 your wearable should, should be suggestive, not like taken as fact. Yeah, yeah. Yes. E- even better, ask your doctor. Of course. What they think <laughs> about this. It, you know, it's, I, I trust Tachaka. He, he's, he, he knows if, if he's a type 2 diabetic... I'm sure he understands everything he should do, all the different ways to monitor his blood sugar, and he takes care of it to the best of his abilities. And if his watch says something different, he's going to just roll his eyes and say, stupid watch. Totally. But not everybody is that, you know, that way. Some people are going to trust that. Don't. Don't be that person. Yeah, although I think he uses a, a separate, like, monitor that just, 
yeah sends, sure. sends the data to his watch also um to it's one thing i want to make note of this article which i think is pretty interesting yeah it's a fun comparison yeah you know Tashaka went to disneyland like that's all cool yada 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 but it kind of is a really interesting glimpse into the way google has decided to treat the pixel watch 2 versus the fitbit charge 6 because obviously that is a conversation of topic that we all have had for so long now which is where is google going with its direction with fitbit what is it doing with fitbit um granted fitbit the charge 6 is more of a tracker it you know doesn't have all the capabilities that the pixel watch 2 does but the way that this is written it's so evident that google has placed so much more emphasis in people in in its pixel watch 2 to convince users that that is what they should be buying versus something that's from their own brand which is fitbit um and i just thought that that was interesting and i don't know if you guys feel the same way so related to that are we going to talk about no okay uh, <laughs> yeah i was about to say no <laughs> all right we'll wait we'll wait till next week yeah then. so i'll just hold my thoughts till then yeah <laughs> a preview for next week y'all so tune in Still, right. tune in tune in for next week we got, we next got some week. juicy fitbit details <laughs> yeah but but i just going back to that point though like do you guys agree do you feel that like kind of it almost looks like google is placing way more emphasis on pixel watch 2 versus the charge six definitely yeah. i think um you know because it's google's bread and butter wear os you know google's really trying to get wear os off the ground and um you know the pixel watch is you know like i think andrew andrew said it's the apple watch of wear os so um you know google really wants it to shine and i think having fitbit you know it kind of reminds me almost of when Google bought Motorola, where it was really just for the, the, the um, patents. Yeah, the patents and whatnot. <laughs> um, and Google did like nothing with Motorola. And I think literally, yeah, <laughs> until it sold it <laughs> off to Lenovo. And, um, and it, yeah, it did something. It sold them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like Fitbit is kind of that, but like Google was like, all right, we'll 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 let you continue to operate how you do but we're gonna start <laughs> winding you down a bit and, and and it just feels like it's yeah it's um google just really wants to focus on the pixel watch more so than it wants to focus on fitbit um which you can kind of see with the pixel watch 2 and the fitbit charge 6 i mean the fitbit charge 6 does have a lot of like the google stuff in it um which is a plus um like you have you know what google maps uh youtube music and uh google wallet but um you know the the pixel watch 2 was such a such an improvement over the first one that i think google is really putting all of its focus there except for the crown god i hate the crown on the pixel watch 2 well we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about that in in two seconds if you hold oh on yeah i forgot we thoughts. are uh well on that note let's take a quick break guys and we will be right Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
Indeed's streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data from the U.S. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S.'s Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com ACP. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com ACP. Indeed.com ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, um, so while my lovely guests were interrupting each other and interrupting me while I was trying to say that we were having a break, thank you very much. Um, we also wrote uh, an article. It was a newser. It's titled, um, The Pixel Watch 3 Could Ditch Its Crown for This Galaxy Watch Trick. So essentially, the wearable spotted a Google patent filing titled Gesture Recognition on Watch Bezel Using Strain is it gouges gauges strain gauges strain gauges okay i i, I, I hate which that. is neat hate. absolutely neat that they're using <laughs> strain gauges i i hate that word but we'll talk about it in a second okay the patent shows sensors alongside the edge of the watch face with sliding or squeezing gestures along the edge of the display the samsung galaxy watch series popularized the concept of a digital bezel as a replacement for its physical rotating bezel fitbit which is owned by google frequently uses uh, capacitive, capacitive? I can't speak today, guys. Is it capacitive? Is that how you say that word? Buttons <laughs> that you squeeze to activate. Um, okay, yeah, this is a very interesting thought. I, I'm going to get my point really out there quickly, and then I'm going to let Nick talk, because I think he has, he's busting his, wanting to say his thought on this. But essentially, I like a crown on a watch. Um... I don't know. I just, I, maybe the reason why you don't like the crown on the pixel watch, Nick, is because of the placement of it. I think it's in a very awkward place, but then I don't know. I just, I like the, I like the crown. I think it's useful. Anyways, you can go. So I've never liked crowns at the three o'clock position. Um, it's funny because when Derek, you asked me to see if I, my pixel watch got an update the other day, right? Wasn't that why I sent you that picture? Yeah. Yeah, so I sent him this picture of my Pixel Watch telling me that I needed to put it on a charger to get an update. And my crown was on the uh, opposite side of my wrist, right? So facing my forearm. And he was like, why do you wear your watch like that? <laughs> That's <laughs> So you wear your watch I, upside down? No, I do that when I work out. Because oh, when you work okay. out, if you have okay. the crown at the 3 o'clock position, right. your wrist is constantly clicking. It. Right, right, right. Yeah, thankfully, it's easy to just go into display settings and switch it. I wish there were a button that made it even faster. But, you know, it, it takes all of maybe 10 seconds. It's not a big deal. Um, I, I've had that issue with the Pixel Watch's design since the first one. Um, I think being up on the top, you know, at an angle or something would completely fix that. Fossils watches do this. Uh, at least some of them do. Um, and, and I like that better. I would more prefer a physically rotating bezel more than anything. Uh, I, I, I have two thoughts. I'm trying to figure out where to go with this. Um, 
As, as far as the Pixel Watch 2 goes, what I don't like, it, the difference is there between the 1 and 2, but I don't like, I can't even speak, I'm sorry, is that there's a delay. When you rotate the crown, it doesn't respond immediately. It takes like two seconds. And they did that because I guess people were rotating it and interacting with things on accident. But for me, it just feels like the crown's broken <laughs> because I go to use it and it doesn't scroll. And I'll keep scrolling it and it doesn't do anything. And then eventually it decides it feels like doing something, but it's weird, right? I wonder if that's just like a you problem. <laughs> that's exactly what Andrew said. It's exactly what Andrew said. Okay, so if nothing, give me the option to turn it off because I hate that. The behavior in the Pixel Watch 1 was much better. It responded immediately and that's how I like it. I don't know. Like, I, I've never had a problem with crowns. Like, people always complain about, oh, when I work out, it always presses the crown. Yeah, like, I've, I've never had a problem with I've, it either. Yeah, and I, I, you know, Shruti and I, we frequent the gym. And, um, and like, my the fossil watches have much more pronounced um, uh, crowns than the Pixel Watch. And I've never had that problem. And Is like, it at 3 o'clock? Yes. And Weird. particularly the <laughs> Fossil uh, Gen 6 Wellness Edition has the most satisfying crown I've ever felt on a smartwatch because like it's it's very like it's it's thick, it's robust, I can grab it. It's not like it's not like so close to the body where it's like I'm struggling to really get a grip on it. Like I can actually use it. It feels great and it just like I don't know. It, I, I love it. I've never had a problem with crowns and I do kind of miss having a crown because I now use the Galaxy Watch 5. Um, the capacitive thing is like whatever. I barely use it, to be honest. But I, I think the do Galaxy Watches are just so ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think they're so they're, ugly. <laughs> I, I think they're okay. They're just like, I don't know. They, they, they right, can I, be better. I do, I do want to ask um, Jerry to talk about this because you had a very uh, a, a grand reaction to the patent uh, suggesting that it's going to use a gesture recognition on watch bezel using strain gauge tell us why you thought that was like genius i i if, if i were gonna Actually, be but first can you but before you tell us why can you explain to us what that means because i don't even know what that means okay a, a, a strain gauge you do know everybody knows they just don't know it the load cell in any scale you step on that has a number mm. on it instead of a dial cool. is using a strain gauge. Right. It is a sensor that measures force or tension or, or weight, and it moves. It changes the resistance between two parts of it. As one part moves further away from the other, the resistance changes. It converts that to a number or data of some sort. That can be, you know, read as pounds or ounces or, in this case, force and movement. And if if I were building a watch that had a capacitive screen anyway that registered my touch, I would just use that to track the movements around the edge. But for some reason, they, they, they're using strain gauges positioned around the outside perimeter. Bet other companies have done the same thing, and it's this is not something that's going to be absolutely unique. And that just blows my mind. That's all. It's just so nerdy. I love it. <laughs> why would you go? Why would you put all that extra hardware in there? There's got to be a reason, and I've got to find out what that reason is. So I, I, are you done? Because I wanted to add something to it. Yeah, Damn. go ahead. Right. I didn't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> Damn, right. Nick. No, 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 no. I, I wanted to make sure that he. 
<laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I was not being rude. I promise. It's not. We love you. We love you. We love so you. So when you say that, when you describe that, it makes me think that you will actually have to squeeze the sides a little bit as you're turning it to, to act like a physically rotating crown. The just just the weight of your finger on, on the screen. Even if you're not pushing, just when your finger touches it, mm. it's going to apply some sort of weight. It can be that precise. Do you think that that is going to trigger it more often than not, though? I, that that would be the hard part. How do you know when somebody meant to touch it? Well, yeah, that, that that's the other thing. Like Because uh, we were talking about crowns. Uh, yeah, crowns. And for me, it's buttons as well. And like the Galaxy Watch, everything's fine. I lift weights. That's how I exercise. But if I do a behind-the-neck press, I push the buttons on my Galaxy Watch. If if I had a watch with a crown, I wouldn't wear it because I can't. Because when you are lifting heavy weight behind your head, your wrists flex way back. And it, it would dig in. I mean, it, it's already pushing in enough to push buttons. So a crown would be out of the picture. So, you know... If I were interested in buying a Pixel Watch, I would l like to see this change as well. Yeah, I know for me, using... I don't like Galaxy Watch design at all. Not because of the looks, but because of the way it feels on my wrist. But I really don't like digital bezels. Um, I find them to just be kind of useless. They're unreliable. They're really difficult to use. Like, I just... I'm not a fan of that concept. But if they could use that sensor in this and you would be able to squeeze it the way you could squeeze you know older pixels pixel 5 and uh prior to that where you had to squeeze the sides to, to do different actions if they could do that with the bezel and then i kind of squeeze in and turn like you sort of would a physical bezel i feel like that would be a nice alternative no but i also wonder how that would be effective in like countries that are you know get that go below zero degrees like i would not oh that wouldn't matter here exactly For, well if, if, it, if that, it, that wouldn't matter at all well but if you're exactly that's why i i would prefer having something that you're explaining jerry versus what you're explain, explaining nick because i wouldn't want to be pinching something like my watch in like the dead of winter like it would be so so now we know why Google is not selling the Pixel Fold in Canada. They're setting a precedent <laughs> so they don't have to sell this there. Get out of here. Get out of here. Well, no, I, I think Nick bringing up, you know, how does it know if it can register such a light touch? How does it know? Maybe it's not going to register a light touch. Maybe it's not going to require you to squeeze the side, you know, maybe. But maybe it's going to require you to press down a little harder than normal and spin your finger around it. I mean, there are lots of things they can do because of the sensor they're using. And like I said, other companies might use this as well. I never in my life would have imagined this is how this is done until I read this article. So I'm just I'm just a nerd. I have a strain gauge on my desk, actually. I have a load cell here. Maybe that's something that you might want to... Right about Jerry, just to hint. Yeah, hint, if I can, hint, hint. if I can figure out exactly what they're doing, yeah, I, I don't know. Does anybody really want to read that? Or is I that would. Just I getting no. Excited? I would want to read that, but let's uh, let's switch topics for a brief moment. I um, want to talk about something that 
another thing that Google is trying to do. So we wrote an article uh, last night or yesterday, uh, Google opts for a different approach to get iMessage to support RCS. We are going to spend all of only five minutes to talk about this article because ah. I, <laughs> it's just so exhausting. Anyways, Google, alongside several other EU companies, uh, has written a letter to the European Commission in hopes of forcing Apple to adopt the RCS messaging standard. Apple has remained adamant against adopting Wow, that's great alliteration. Adamant against adopting the standard, suggesting that users utilize more than one messaging app and such a move isn't required. In September, the EU stated it would launch an investigation into whether or not Apple will need to adopt RCS messaging into iMessage. Look, I, I five minutes, go. Who wants to, who wants to speak? All right, <laughs> I can go. So I like this idea. But I also want to see this change how Google runs Jibe servers and see them open source that thing versus the way it's handled now. Okay, two, two things need to happen. Apple definitely needs to support RCS because they stand on stage and tell you how secure their messaging is. It's not. They're lying to you. 79% of the world cannot send you a message and have it be secure on your iPhone, period. Google needs to stop fooling around and use RCS as, as the standards are and stop doing their own thing. Both companies need to work together, have a green bubble show up as an RCS message in iMessage instead. I don't care, but don't, you know, don't stop people from being able to securely message each other, period. Yeah. Now I'm done. Eric, final words? <laughs> <laughs> final words. I mean, I, I do think that this approach is probably what Google should have just done in the first place. Their their marketing is a little bit much now. Um, like the, the whole hashtag get the message is kind of just, it's played out, it's getting old, it's, it's starting to look uh, desperate. And um, I think that Google, I mean, maybe just like, maybe one ad, sure, whatever, but like Google has been continuously doing it to the point where it just looks sad and and Google <laughs> should just Google should have just done done this from the beginning. Like you know, went to the EU, went to the regulators, and been like, "Hey, look what's happening here. This should stop happening." Yeah, man, you're almost making me want to say more. <laughs> maybe, maybe not regulators. Someone regulators never fixed anything. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. Like the EU has has kind of. I feel like the EU has been the only body that has actually like. They mean well. Have, I will say that. Yeah, they really they, mean well. Over, the over, body... over other governing bodies, I feel yeah, like, like the EU US, is... Yeah, the U.S. can't do anything, but um, the EU is I'm actually... Not even, I'm not even going to talk about Canada, please. <laughs> yeah, the EU is actually the, the, the body that's getting things done, at least. So Google, I, sh I don't know, I just feel like Google should have gone to someone from the beginning and just been like, hey, look what's happening. This shouldn't be happening. Because, like... Pleading to Apple wasn't going to do anything, and pleading to the consumers wasn't going to do anything. I don't know why they thought that pleading to Apple would do anything. Like, that is such a joke to me. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling that the desire behind spending money on marketing for this is to change public mindset, because I would say that anybody who thinks negatively about Android because of the green bubbles thing probably doesn't know the technical reasons behind why it shows up like that or why it works like that. So I think the point here is probably to say, hey, this isn't Android's fault. You know, we can argue about that. But 
this is Apple's fault because they won't adopt a standard that's not 45 years old or however old SMS is. Uh, you know, really, <laughs> the only interesting thing is that Google got big telephone providers mm-hmm. in Europe mm-hmm. to sign on with them. Yeah, that that's a that's a big deal for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. I'm done. <laughs> All right, let's let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about two more really fun articles. We'll be right back, guys. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, stop what you're doing and take a listen because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer we've seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 25 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months, and you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. Over 36,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of the special financing offer at netsuite.com android. NetSuite.com slash Android to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. NetSuite.com slash Android. All right, Nick, on a roll, just writing and punching out some really cool articles. Okay, um, I guess I don't know if it was a report or where you read this, but there was uh, this thought that you, using the meta quest is something that you could wear while doing chores or doing things and you could, you know, have video be playing in the background. Uh, so you still be able to view what you're doing, but you have like a little a window uh, within the meta quest three to keep, you know, watching while you're doing your chores. Uh, so, you know, of course we were like, Nick, you need to put this to test. And so, uh, I mean, he did, and he did a great job. He wrote an article. It's titled the meta quest three keeps me from crying in the kitchen. And what a lovely article. We love it. Nick, tell us about it. And also tell us how effective is wearing a headpiece while you're doing chores is because I was telling, well, we had, we were, we were chatting about this, but I love um, putting on a podcast or listening to music or like just having something in the background when I'm doing my chores, but I, I, I can't fathom wearing something on my head while doing it. Like, I just feel like that would be so uncomfortable. So. Unless it's a tiara. Yeah. Unless it's a tiara. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I love it. Uh, No, but Nick, what what was your experience like? And um, did you, I don't know, did you find it annoying or was it effective? Before Nick goes, I just want to say that we first wanted him to wear the grocery store to the grocery store. And he refused, and I don't know why, but that would have been so cool. Because he's a coward. I would have done it. If I, if I had one, I would have done he, it. She should have wore 15 watches and a, a quest on his head and went down through Safeway buying beans. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I lived closer, I'd have went there with him. And, and we would have made it happen. I could have tricked him somehow. I, I would say if I had somebody to walk around with me and we were both wearing headsets, I would 100% do it. But just on my own walking around with one on, there's, I'm sorry, there's no way. I'm I, not I would have it. done it. I fully yeah, would have yeah. done it. I mean, you could have you could have brought the wife and kid and just you've been the one to wear, <laughs> to wear the... Um... Maybe I'll save it for a future article. I don't know. In, <laughs> it, at any rate, I didn't want to do it for this one. I, I mean, that wasn't really the focus anyway. So the reason this all came about was because uh, ever since the Quest 3 came out, we've seen a bunch of people that uh, have kind of showcased the mixed reality mode where you generally you put the headset on you are now looking through the headsets cameras at the room around you sort of as if you're not wearing anything at all right um and what you can do then is you can um, open up the menu and you can either open up a web browser or the youtube app or anything like that and any 2d app is a floating window so you can grab it all the apps have like handles around them and you can grab them like a tablet and move it or resize it or whatever. Um, and so a lot of people have posted on social media that, oh, I washed the dishes today while I watched blah, blah, blah video. And they, they'll like position it right above their sink. So all they got to do is, you know, look up occasionally, wash their dishes or whatever. And now you have that screen right there. You don't have to mount it on anything. You're not holding your phone. Like it's, it's just if you are wanting to watch something you know, or consume some sort of entertainment while you're doing chores. This is actually a, a pretty darn good way of doing it. Um, and I know for me, I actually did find that it was more comfortable than I thought. How was the, how did the battery last while you were doing that? Um, I have a head strap that both makes it more comfortable and adds about two hours of battery life on mm, it. So if okay. I, if I really needed to spend four hours doing chores, I guess I could, mm-hmm. but you know, usually you'll get like an hour and a half, two hours if you don't have that. Mm, okay. um, I would say you, you you may wear it for that long if you're using like the, the default cloth strap that it ships with. But I really don't like that thing. I know a lot of other people don't either. I was worried that I'm too much of a nerd because a strain gauge got me excited. And now I think about people wearing a VR headset while they wash <laughs> the dishes. <laughs> It does look ridiculous. Like it really, it, it is. It's like yeah, it's so there, massive. For some reason, though, like I don't know, like one one example that I feel like would be so great for something like this is like, uh, I'm I'm not one of those people. I live in a city, so whatever. But like you know, those people who have like the huge like yards and whatnot, and like have those like those um those ga- those right grass there. those yeah 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 those like i i feel like right like watching wearing a vr headset while in like one of those right on mowers oh yeah that's fun would yeah be that would be cool so great that would be cool i i don't know i still i still feel weird about it like i'm thinking again like i i'm thinking like oh when you're cleaning the bathroom and you're like washing your tub like what if the freaking headset like falls into the tub by accident (laughs) well then you're screwed yeah (laughs) i i mean look this is not what the product is designed for obviously um i think i think if anything 
this is fun because it shows you what things could be like in 10 years when we actually have smart glasses that can do this. When we're succumb to technology and we yeah, don't. Yeah, when we're all in the matrix yeah, and never when, exactly. the <laughs> when we're in the matrix and we don't. Ridiculous. No, actually in like 20 years, we're we're literally, we're literally going to be in the matrix in like 20 Probably. years. Like, I am ready player one. I, I feel like. Oh, I'm so excited for the realize. ready player one thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you nerds. But, but like seriously, like technology wise, look at VR headsets now versus 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago, you had to have this thing connected to a PC with like six wires coming out of it. And you had to set up base stations all around your room to track yourself. Yeah, it looked like you, you were in an spend... experiment or something. Right, yeah. This was like legit lab equipment, okay, that you had to wear. And, and I put up with it because it was so friggin' amazing. But now it's like you put a Quest 3 on, and it's 40% smaller than a Quest 2 already. <laughs> and it's only been three years. You know, in 10 years from now, we're going to look at these things and probably laugh again. Like, it's this is just the way technology progresses, especially with something that is this complicated right i i'm sitting here making fun of this but i was one of those idiots that bought into google glass and long story short i ended up hating it but one thing i really did like about it was the mixed reality part i loved being able to have google maps up in the corner floating in the middle of the air right. while i'm driving yeah that that cool. sort of thing so mixed reality, there is a, a, a future there. Yes. I just don't know if a headset that completely covers your eyes is the way to do it. You know, Nick, this is what I, this is some, this, okay, this is an idea that I could get behind if the actual headset, like the size of the headset was like cut in half. I, I think on that point, like, Mixed reality to me with the quest seems like a secondary thing. Like primarily I feel like it's about VR. And well, the mixed obviously is just yeah. is Duh. just in there. But <laughs> but kind of what Nick said, um, like I think that we'll really start to see the the benefits of mixed reality, like when we can get that level of it in a smart in smart glasses. But again, I would not want to I don't think we will because smart glasses are so small that to see video through that, it would not make sense to me, which is why I think I would be okay if it was the same size and the dimensions of what the Quest 3 is, but literally cut in half or even cut in, like cut even have you more. Ever seen, have you ever seen Big Screen Beyond, the headset? Mm -mm. Okay, I'll send you a link when we're done with this. But this is a PC headset. Uh, when you order it, it's actually a 3D printed um, uh, visor for your face. Like it fits oh, cool. your face exactly. Cool. It is quite literally only as big enough to cover your eyes. Oh, see, that is cool. I would be, yes. I would be okay with that. And it, it's incredible. But, you know, because of the size of this thing, you have to have the base stations in your room. This is mm. a PC headset, right? And it's still wired. Right, right. right but I, right. Think, I think that's like... Probably five years from now, that's what, you know, the Quest 5 will look like, most likely, is, is my guess. The, I think the future is something small. And truthy, even just smart glasses, they they can use prisms and project okay, a YouTube yeah, video fair. that looks like it's 500 yeah, feet wide. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair but enough. 
connect it to your phone. Yeah. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. That that's how you get away with having nothing but a screen and the circuitry to run it, and everything oh, else is just happening. I don't on like your phone. the future. It's too technology. Ugh, whatever. Anyways, speaking of really cool technology, last topic that I want to talk about is an article that Jerry. Oh, so lovely, Jerry wrote. Uh, it's titled, How Can Google Use Earbuds to Check Your Heart Rate? And I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm going to let you talk about it, Jerry, because it is a freaking cool article. I really like it. I don't, you know, the idea that the next Pixel Buds can check your heart rate, yeah, that's kind of cool. But the way Google is doing it is, I think, really showcases just some of the stuff that Google comes up with. Uh if you have a smartwatch, you know it checks your heart rate, and it does it by bouncing light off of your skin because your skin changes size, shape, and color when your heart beats. Each time the blood rushes through, it changes. So they, they shoot light at it, check the reflection as it comes back, and then software figures out, okay, yes, this was a, a, a heartbeat, and it gets counted. Google is doing that with sound because That's so your noise-canceling yeah, your your noise canceling earbuds have a microphone on them. That's how noise cancellation works. It always listening to what's going on around you, so it knows how to adjust the volume or to play white noise that can mask it. There's that's just how it works. It uses microphones. Google is can can inject a, an ultrasonic, which means you can't hear it, signal into whatever you're listening to. You know, you listen to your favorite song. You don't know it, but there's also a signal that's getting projected through there. And all it's doing is shooting into your ears, and your microphone is listening to pick up the echo. That echo changes when your inner ear canal contracts and expands with your heartbeat. And they're using their AI to be able to count that as a heartbeat based on how the minute changes that happen inside your ear. That's amazing to me not not that they can do it but that they even thought up how to do it decided that they something they wanted to explore and then followed through that's just cool that's the kind of google we need more of and less of you know tracking what you look at online i know and you know i i think it's just super interesting to see how smart a company like google is like Jerry, I'm I'm sure you know, you know, um a few years ago in Toronto, uh Google's had a subsidiary called Sidewalk Labs and it was planning to create a uh smart city in downtown Toronto. Now, th there was a lot of issues with with the privacy aspect and collecting human data and stuff like that. Like there was just so it was embedded in controversy and issues and stuff. But I I got to go to the concept city like they they built a little studio and and you know kind of had some of the concepts and stuff and of what they were wanting to do in this like makeshift smart city and it was really cool like I'm not I'm not going to lie it it was insane what Google can come up with you know it almost makes it worth it yeah. what they take from us. Yeah, it really Some does. Some of the things they can do. I, I I get it. And that's, I think, why most people use Google products. They, yeah, Google does this. They do that. They do that. But look what 
I get in return. It is so cool. It's so great. I want it really bad, bad enough to trade away this. I don't think a lot of our listeners understand. We know people from Google because of what we do for a living. I have met people that work at Google that are so smart that I just felt like it was difficult for them to speak to us normal people. Oh, yeah, for sure. They are on a completely different level than anybody else you know. Oh, 100%. And and those are the people that are doing this kind of stuff, and that's just cool. It really is. And, yeah, I mean, again, there are so many implications that come out of it, but, I mean, that's sort of the case when you're coming up with new technology that is the issue that is the thing that happens when you're thinking of thing like ideas that are just beyond what normal people can think of which is just it's just so fascinating to me but i just i, I want to make sure everybody knows don't expect this to happen right this is just a i i say just in air quotes one of google's research products mm-hmm. projects google researches I mean, we talked about type 2 diabetes a little bit earlier. Google is able to measure your blood glucose through your contact lenses. They've done it. They showed demos. It works. That was never, it never went any further. It's like they do it just to see if they can do it. And this could be one of those things. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, on that note, let's talk about the things that made you happy this past week. Who wants to go first? I can go first because I am ready. Go for it. I am, I was told, I am the greatest husband <gasps> and the greatest man Aww. in the world. <laughs> That's and, so sweet. And and I'm, I, I want to, all of you guys who haven't been married for a long time or you haven't been with somebody for a long time, I'm going to tell you a secret. And th- this isn't, I, I'm not trying to be sexist or dumb here, but it's around a vacuum cleaner. Oh my God. <laughs> and also... When you shop on Amazon and, and you live with somebody else, use the same account for both of you to shop. That way you can look at their history <laughs> and see the kind of stuff they look yeah. at and when you yeah. buy them something. Because yeah. that's what happened here. My wife has wanted one of those Dyson vacuum One cleaners. of the greatest vacuum like for, cleaners ever. See, that's what she tells me. And <laughs> I am notoriously cheap. I have been told that, you know, dust flies out of my wallet when I reach in my pants to get it. And... I'm like, no, you don't, you've got a vacuum cleaner. I'm not spending that kind of money on a vacuum cleaner. Not going to happen. But I know she looks at them because I scroll down in the Amazon app and I see your history and there's all kind of stuff there, but there's always the same two or three models of Dyson's vacuum cleaner. I caught one on sale on like an early Black Friday sale or whatever. Amazing. I love that. And I bought it. I love it. And I didn't tell her. And it came to the house. And she literally cried. She told me I was the greatest husband in the world. (laughs) And I didn't do anything except buy her vacuum cleaner, but I'm going to run with it. That's really sweet. I love that. That's, that's an amazing, yeah, guys, listen, I, I feel you that, that, and I'm a big Dyson gal, man, 10 out of 10. Good job, Jerry. <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the moral here is it's something she really wanted. Yeah. And I never wanted to buy because it was so expensive. I finally relented, bought it, and didn't tell her. <laughs> it came in as a surprise, and it just it lit up her entire day. That's amazing. All right, who else wants to go next? I guess I'll go. Um, <clears throat> nothing that really happened to me, but um, yesterday was my little brother's birthday and uh he he just turned 14 
And so, I don't know, it's just really cute because, like, we're 17 years apart. And uh, my mom, I, I called her yesterday and she took him to Dave and Buster's. And because uh, he didn't want to have like a party or anything, he's he's kind of antisocial like me. <laughs> so uh, he didn't want to have a party. He just wanted to go to Dave and Buster's, which honestly is something I would do too. And um, when I called her, he was just having the time of his life. And oh, um, that's sweet. I love that. Yeah, and it just makes me happy. And I, I still have to figure out what I want to get him for his birthday because it's really hard to shop for him. So I might just get him like either money or her best buy gift card so he can buy some video games um but yeah oh that's lovely like dave and busters is a good time i was there oh yeah two weeks ago for one of my son's friends birthday parties and it was it was great we had a blast yeah it's like my favorite place i play a lot of dance dance revolution oh god um, i will spend hours at dave and busters <laughs> You know what I'm always amazed by is how many mobile games turn into arcade games. <laughs> True. We we played we played this one Angry Birds game. It was like, I guess you could call it mixed reality. I don't know what to call this thing because it's like you have a, a physical slingshot, and the birds are like like a ball. They paint a bird on a ball basically, and you're shooting it at a screen that is you know the the typical Angry Birds contraption with the pigs on it and everything and depending on where you hit it on the screen it you know does what it does in angry birds and it was just so cool shooting a physical ball with the physical slingshot into a virtual i love that uh whatever yeah i i would cheat at that <laughs> I'd, I'd be throwing that ball and winning all their little stuffed four dollar animals oh my god you can't there's there's glass well there's plexiglass in between you and the oh, rest man. of the thing it's it looks a lot like a skee ball table right just imagine plexiglass in front of your face. <laughs> oh, before I got in a wheelchair, you could cheat at skee ball. When they're not looking, you just run up there and dump them all in the middle. Oh, sure, of course. Nick, it's your turn. All right. Um, this past week, uh, along with my Pixel Watch 2, I got a nice little Keychron mechanical keyboard. Ooh. And I previously had, I can't remember what the heck the name of that thing is. It's somewhere around here. I had this giant mechanical keyboard before. And like I thought it looked really cool and I thought I would really like it, but it's just too it's too big, it's too tall. The keys require too much force to to push on when I'm writing however many thousands of words a day we write here. I don't even know what it is. Too many for that keyboard. Uh whereas this one, and Andrew's the one that that, you know, I, I got this from, it's so much nicer. Like it's just they feel really nice to type on. They don't require a lot of pressure. It's like a low-profile keyboard, so it's only slightly larger than... Could also be the know, like switches, the, which is why you, you prefer it better. I don't know. And that's the thing. I don't know anything about the switches. Okay. So I'd have to ask him what switches are on this thing because I don't... I mean, I guess I could Google it. I, I only know that term because <laughs> my lovely husband is a keyboard collector. So that's, I, that's why. I have like... I think every day this week, I've sent him a message and I'm like, dear God, I love this keyboard. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's that's wonderful. That's great. I'm glad. Um, okay, well, what made me happy is, uh, well, I know I've always said it's never should be work-related, but I'm going to say something that's work-related, which is that last week, I finally took two days off of work. I, I, and, I mean, I did do some work during those two days, but it took two days off and I have not done that in a really, 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 really long time. And it was 
really nice because I really felt like I didn't have to think or worry about work. And during those two days, I relaxed. I read a lot. I read a, a book by another, well, I've actually mentioned her. Her name is Mona Awad. She's a Canadian author. Finished her book called Rouge. I liked it. Wasn't my favorite book, but I thought it was really fun to read. Um, and I got to spend time outside and it's been starting to get into the negative temperatures. And you know me, I love, I love cold weather. Um, and yeah, I don't know, like it, it made me feel good to be able to take some time off. And I really appreciate all of you guys, uh, for being able to function without me. I really appreciate that. So thank you. We want you to take two more days off. <laughs> oh, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on that note, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us. Listening to us, excuse me. We really, really appreciate it. And we will catch you guys very soon. Bye. Bye.